You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher take the time to reflect back on 2022 and process what it means to notice areas we've grown in, regrets we may have, and the importance of making space to celebrate with rituals. there, Cher. Hey, Candice. Good to see you. Oh, so good to see you today. Yeah. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Yeah, very well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to our topic today about what it means to have a time that we just sit and reflect over this last year, not over our whole life, but just even taking a few minutes to reflect over our last year, specifically looking at maybe things that have just been working really good for us that we want to continue, specifically any tools that we've been grabbing a hold of for our own healing and our own growth, maybe noticing regrets that we might have and what comes up for us when we feel regret. Are we kind of sitting in the shame of that, or do we know what to do with that to move forward? And just really having a conversation about what it's looked like for us in the last year as we've reflected. But before we get into all of that, I want to just say that Cher and I are really excited to be hosting another Can I Really Change workshop. We had one about a month ago and just had so much fun as Cher and I took turns leading two parts of that workshop and the feedback has been great. And we have another one coming up on January the 23rd. We're going to offer one in the morning and we'll offer one in the evening. And our listeners can go find information about that at processingtraumaoutloud.com or on our Facebook page. We've made it really affordable and it's also fun. Hopefully we'll provide both information and a practice that can really be beneficial in our whole journey. Us learning these things has changed our lives. And so we are wanting to just share it with uh, people who want to come and learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know the practice that you're going to teach everyone is something that you do and I do occasionally. And just really helps us get into the really the story behind the story and can bring some real clarity on ways that we're showing up today. And maybe we have judged ourselves in the past, but now there's just so much self-compassion there when we understand where those stories are coming from. Yeah. Well, as we move into our topic today, I let's just, if it's okay, we'll just start with you. And I'm curious about what you've been reflecting on when you look back at 2022. Yeah, I first I'll talk just a little bit about how I reflect or why I reflect. And this is a practice that I've done the last few years and where I just take time. Usually I do it kind of over several days, the last week of the year where I look back in my calendar and just remember the events of the year and just sit for a while in some of the high points and and low points and just evaluate a little bit about what was it and 
is there anything more that I want to take care of? And But I think the thing that I really like about it so much is that when we look back from the full scope of having lived the whole year, we really see it differently than we see it when we are walking through it, particularly probably the hard stuff. And the good stuff, I think a lot of times we just miss because we might be like, oh, wow, that was great, but not really recognize the significance of it. So I think for me, as I have been looking back this time, one of the things that stood out to me was in January, I was doing a training and a part of this, the training was to bring a story of harm, and I chose to bring a story that held a lot of shame for me, and it, it really contemplated whether I would, and I chose to do it, and it was extremely impacting for me to do that because in the process of exposing a place that had held so much shame for me, I encountered love. Yeah and kindness and the four S's and all, all the things that we talk about in, in, on our podcast. And I experienced that in one of the stories of deepest harm and shame for me. And I can say that I believe now looking back at the end of the year, like doing that changed my life. It truly changed the direction of my life. It, it allowed me to, or, or it caused shame's grip on me to be broken. Yeah. And that then really has has enabled like I could see several dominoes that kind of fell as a result of that stepping more into what is really my calling and which really then led to us starting the podcast. So some really a lot of goodness that that came through just seeing that one event through the scope of of the year. So that's one thing. And, and I'm celebrating that. And yeah, how about you, Candice? Well, I just want to say I've gotten to witness the results or the fruit, if you will, of that experience for you to bring a story of deep shame and seeing how you have been using your voice in ways that historically you haven't. You know, shame will either steal our voice or it will cause us to use our voice in ways that aren't reflective of who we really are or how we want to be. Yeah. And just one other thing I'll add about that is when we go through difficult circumstances and, and we can see how the wounds from our past, how we reenact, right? Most of the struggles of our life are reenactments of those stories and, and or trying to get the care that we needed back then and didn't receive. But that really causes us to have places in our life where there, there are a lot of really messy spots mm -hmm. and, and times where we maybe we reenact or we go through things that where we do have big regrets and because they were just really hard, messy situations. But then going back and being able to recognize the genesis mm -hmm. and how the, the wounds that I encountered in my earliest years caused me to have a deep, deep hunger for pure love and how I, I can look back on my life and see how I have reached for what I thought was pure love again and again and again. And Many, many times 
tried to get it from places where the it really wasn't a source of pure love. And then that ending up being something that brought a lot of pain to myself and others. And so being able to look at this story from when I was very young and bring it in with a tremendous amount of vulnerability and really allow other people to speak into that, just it helped me understand why I have been so hungry for good, goodness and, and love, pure love through all my life and how grateful I am that I'm really experiencing that now. Yeah. Not perfect, not in perfection, but really good, pure love in, in a lot of my relationships. Yeah. And it's the understanding that begins to cause the shame to be dissipated. Yeah. yeah. Where, because, because shame always comes with a story that isn't true. Oh yeah. And that's why bringing this story to people who could hold it, they, they didn't turn away in shame, which I wasn't a hundred percent sure <laughs> they didn't turn away. They moved closer and they engaged and they held the story really well and were able to help me recognize that the way that I perceived that event and, and the truths that I believed as a result of that event when I could hear their perceptions and what they saw and heard, it really opened my eyes to see the story very, very differently. Also, as we bring forward our stories in places that we have good eyes and good ears, really what we learn is we all have stories. And there's something of just that not feeling alone. The people that can offer you their eyes and their ears and not turn away have had people doing that for them as well. I think it's such a myth, right? That looking back is too painful. I, I hear people say that all the time. I don't want to go there. It's too painful. And I believe the truth, that is a myth. The truth is we're already in a lot of pain. And looking back and going back and sorting through, especially, or, or maybe even I'll say only in the context of doing it with people who know how to help us and can help us process that, but it enables us to become free from the pain that has been so trapped in our body and in our soul. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of times we settle for coping behaviors, right? The pain is there, but we have found a way to cope. But then out of those coping behaviors, there is more pain, whether it's the pain of disconnection or the pain of isolation or the pain of addiction, whatever those coping behaviors lead you to. And so I, I remember one time I heard someone say, that there's a pain that leads to healing and there's a pain that leads to more pain. Mm. And I just was like, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and thankfully to be able to say, okay, I want the pain that leads to healing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, when I reflect back on 2022, there's a few things that come to my mind that I'm really kind of celebrating and noticing has been helpful for me. And a big part of that for me is just this place of education, of me diving deep into understanding the brain, the body, 
emotions, trauma, just kind of geeking out in that area. I had been doing that for a while before 2022, but really what happened in 2022 for me was things just started to become more clear to me, especially when I got into attachment wounds and attachment styles. And I want to keep doing that. Now, I think I've said this before, but education alone doesn't transform us. But there is something about education that can lead to compassion that gives us the courage to find those tools and to practice them daily. And that that would probably be another thing for me. When I think about the work I'm doing, which feels oftentimes very messy, I have some regrets. I don't always like doing it, but damn it, I do it. Yeah. I do it every day in some way intentionally. And I don't even share that with a sense of pride. Mm. I share it with a sense of that's how desperate I was. Yeah. I want a new story. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like mostly it was a successful year, mm. even though I can name some, some deep regret. Yeah. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about regret too, because me too, as I, as I reflected back, some things came up and I felt that wave of regret and that I think in the past would have really kind of brought a lot of shame. And then I would have kind of gotten waylaid, right? Like, ah, oh, this is hard. And this is like, I, I don't, you know, maybe just turning away from the whole process because seeing places where we struggled or failed or brought hurt to, to someone else or pl places, maybe places where we were vulnerable and got hurt or places where we took a risk and it just was totally not, the outcome was not at all what we hoped for, right? But I think so a lot of times the fear of regret holds us back so much in life because we know what shame tastes like. So we don't want shame. So we avoid anything that can have the hint of regret and live in this very, this place of, so, of being so constrained and bound by the fears of failing or causing harm or whatever. And I, I love how Henry David Thoreau said, to regret deeply is to live afresh. Mm. I love that because it's like, can we embrace that the things that bring regret are a real part of life? Mm -hmm. And what if we could just be okay with what it feels like to have regrets? And to know that there is a way to process that, and it might be within our own soul of, of just, you named self-compassion and self-acceptance, like to be able to look at our own self and say, okay, yeah, I have some things that I wish wouldn't have happened, but wow, I, I can see I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I took the risk. So, so we, but we can grow in self-compassion and self-acceptance. We, we can choose to go toward someone where there's been rupture and to be able to to really move toward the possibility of, of repair and, and to offer goodness there. When we have regrets, it doesn't have to be the end of the story. And if we can become comfortable with processing those regrets, then I think we can have so much more courage in reaching for the things that our hearts really desire. 
Yes, I agree with that. This thought came up to me. It's it's almost like, what kind of life are you living if you have no regrets? Now, I don't mean no regrets in a good way that you aren't picking up shame or beating yourself up or connecting your identity to failure. I'm just saying that, you know, no risks, no regrets, right? For whatever reason, if we don't have that courage to take risks where there could be regret, yeah. we're not talking about foolish, you know, something foolish, right. but we are talking about something new, maybe that we want to move towards, yeah. but maybe we have a voice in our head like, oh, well, I tried that before, or what would somebody else think? And now we're going to talk more about this on our next episode as that leads to being able to, to dream and have vision. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, for our listeners that look back on, you know, are you getting stuck in the regrets of 2022? Can you move towards your own heart and your own mind and just say, well, you know, what was I really going after in that? What did I feel like I need? What did mm -hmm. I feel like I wanted? And can you, can you just love yourself in that space? Yeah, I love that so much because I think as I believe that as we are walking this healing journey, we do become more courageous mm -hmm. and we are going to be more vulnerable or we are going to try something we haven't tried before. And, and that might mean moving toward our important relationships with more vulnerability. But I think that when we have been a part of systems that are very intolerant of messiness, it's hard. We, we learn to live life beneath the constraints and restraints and acquiesce to the rules of the system. And I'm just really, really becoming so much more aware of the goodness of not living in those kind of systems anymore. Yeah. And so we know that, that it's not the rules that are always problematic. They can be, but it's more of the questioning or the examining, or is there any space or room for a different perspective or a different way, right? I mean, systems kind of need, you know, some type of structure. We know that, but it's problematic when people are getting hurt or lost or disillusioned and there's no room to look at what might be attributing to that within the system. Yeah, and it's problematic when someone steps out courageously to try something and they're met with judgment and condemnation mm -hmm. rather than, I agree with you 100%, Candace. like, yes, of course, we need rules and we need structure and, and the world can't function without it. But it's like, I love now that the systems that I live within, like there is such a high tolerance for making a mistake or not, not because I'm trying to make mistakes, but if I'm living my life more in freedom and more alive, I'm probably going to, I, I am going to do something, you know, where if I use my, the more I use my voice, the more opportunities I will have to hurt someone. Mm -hmm. And and it's not because I want to hurt someone, but then when I become aware that, that, oh, here's a messy situation, 
now I have the opportunity to move toward it. And so to me, that's the kind of system that, that I want to be a part of, not the one that has intolerance of ever saying anything wrong. And I've been a part of those systems, and so have you. And it's, it's, it's terrible to live in that kind of a way. I think what I hear you saying is in 2022, you became more clear about where you can flourish. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Where you can use your voice and know that even if it's challenged or comes out sideways, you're just going to be met with more curiosity and love and understanding, maybe a little bit of a challenge. We can handle that, but not met with the the judgment or the shame or, yeah, I like that share. I, I also believe that when we're growing in courage because of that healing, there, there is something that happens where you transition from the sincere desire that you, you don't want to hurt anyone, but you're no longer living under the fear of what other people think. If you're not trying to stay connected because you're fearing disconnection, if you become who you are and use your voice, there's so much freedom in that. And it can feel scary in the beginning because you haven't known any different. Right. And I think that that brings me back to our the series that we just completed. We now believe in the possibility that when there is rupture, we can regulate and we can move toward repair. And hopefully there can be reconnection. And, and then sometimes we might choose not to. But that I think that changes the belief that rupture does not mean the end of the relationship or that, that what happened is irreparable. Rupture is, again, it really is a normal part of life. Not that we want to intentionally cause it, but that when it happens, we now have the tools to move toward mm -hmm. that situation and bring goodness and love and healing that can go just so deep. Well, that's another thing about 2022 that I've reflected on. And that is not just mine, not just yours, our group, some other relationships of seeing real repair happen. Yeah. How hopeful is that, you know, to know that in the past, when we sought it, but didn't get it, it didn't mean that it couldn't happen. It just hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So when you mentioned celebration, just kind of turning a little bit here, but as you reflect and you see areas that you can celebrate, how does, what is celebration? Because I don't know that we're really, mo most people are not very good at celebrating either. I'm not. I have not historically been very good at celebrating. How do you celebrate or how would you like to celebrate some of the things that you identified as you're reflecting and you see some real goodness happening? How do you celebrate that? Whew, yeah, as you're as you're naming, some people aren't very good at celebrating. I I feel challenged by that to some degree. Like I definitely am good at having a good time and a fun time and you know, going out with friends and in that regards, but like when you're talking about celebrating like personal wins yeah. or growth, I think for me, it's really being able to stay still in the peace of it all. Mm. It's, it's being able to just take those breaths 
where I notice that I don't feel emotional pain. Yeah. It's being able to go on a run and kind of look around and just notice that I'm very present and I'm taking it all in, you know, because I become so aware of how often I have struggled to be present. I'm celebrating by just, I don't know, thanking myself for doing this work. Yeah. It, it is not for, well, I believe it is for everyone and we have to trust the timing of it because we, we did talk about that, you know, one of, one thing that I can get stuck with and regret is why has this taken me so long and why haven't I arrived? But part of the education piece for me, now that I understand my story, the brain and so many other things, I'm like, I'm just feeling pretty settled with however long it needs to take. Yeah. I celebrate that with you. Thank you. What about you? What are you celebrating today? Yeah. And I think for me, celebration a lot of times recently will look like um, naming it, naming what is naming something that I see as being growth or new freedom or naming it and sharing it with someone feels feels like that's a, that's how I'm celebrating right now. Something that I'm celebrating, I will say is, and this I've been noticing over the last, maybe especially the last four or six weeks is how I have been able to begin to use my voice and to speak up and speak true, my truth, even with people where I'm not sure it will be received. And to, to even speak up and talk about childhood trauma mm-hmm. and having courage to, to do that, where in the past I wouldn't have because I, I just wasn't sure it would be received. And then I think also using my voice, even in my significant relationships, where in the past I would maybe let things go that I really wanted to talk about, but I just wouldn't for the sake of well, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I don't need to talk about that. I, I would choose instead to just keep things peaceful and calm rather than take the risk of really bringing my heart in openness. And so I'm doing that a little bit more too. And I, I just feel like that feels worthy of celebration. So worthy of celebration and so opposite of what I work on, right? So <laughs> So I, I work more on not using my voice or how I use my voice, being able to feel grounded and rested that there's just times that it's, it's actually better not to use my voice. Mm. And, and there's just times that it's better to really pause and think about how I want something to be presented. Mm. And I'll put that in different words that you've mentioned a lot over the last year that I will say like, this is really something to celebrate is you have learned how to slow down mm-hmm. and slowing down has changed your life in a lot of significant ways. Changing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish that we could always just say like, we know we're in process. We're in process. <laughs> One more quick thing that I want to invite you to, to, to share, and we just have a couple of minutes, but we talked a little bit about ritual and the importance of 
doing something to mark these this time let's just say this end of the year where we're looking back we're reflecting we're we're seeing some some things that are noteworthy and we're seeing some things that we're celebrating and sometimes it's good to have a ritual or perform a ritual just to mark the occasion in order to remember and we talked a little bit about this and you mentioned something that you've been doing that feels really significant and I would love if you would just share that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, not an expert on ritual or ceremony, but it is something like you that's gained my attention more and more because I think it can just be so meaningful. I wouldn't have named this as a ritual, but I'm starting to see that it is for me. And I am so excited about bringing more of this into 2023, but I have started sprouting plants. They're called propagation stations or sprouters with test tubes. And then I have some plants that I'm able to clip and put in the water. And there is something so healing and so alive in me as I watch those new roots grow from the end of that cut plant. Mm. I mean, I feel there's, I, I don't know. I think I need to sit in this. Like, I feel like I want to cry right now. It makes me so happy. And I do think there's something about it that is just reminding me every time I see those shoots start to come down of the glorious reality that we are created to grow yeah, and to duplicate and to multiply. Mm. And yeah, so thank you for asking that. Yeah, I think I need to sit with that a little bit longer and maybe even write some stuff out about it. Yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. And just as we close, I want to invite our listeners to do some reflecting uh, in these last days of this year and to just take whether it's an hour or a half a day or however you want to do it, but just to take some time to look back over the year, particularly with your story in mind. I mean, you can do it however you want, but this is the context we're talking about here. But particularly thinking about your journey with how you are processing your childhood trauma and how the events of this past year have been significant in that journey in some way. Process your regrets, celebrate your celebrations, and then maybe actually perform some kind of ritual, whether it's something beautiful like Candace is doing in sprouting new life. Or for me, a lot of times it's simply lighting a candle and marking the moment. But to to actually go through the process of this reflection can be so, so beautiful. And I have found it this year just really healing. And I have loved the time that I have put into it. So Thanks, Candice, for engaging in this conversation. Just enjoyed um, every minute of talking with you about this today and and just for what we have experienced in this year, doing a lot of life side by side. And it's, it's been an honor and a joy. And I'm super glad you are my dear friend. I am filled the same way. So much goodness. And it was good to be with you today. Love you, Cher. Love you too, friend. 
Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.